as a pastor, a heart of a church. Our motive is to help you, not the church. Some people can look, oh, they're just preaching about giving because they just need more money. No, our motive for preaching this is to help you, not the church. You know what happens to the church as you get help? The church gets blessed, but the blessing comes through your obedience. Come on now. So we're in a win-win situation. How many knows you're in a win-win situation when you do it God's way? Come on, if you have a marriage God's way, it's win-win. Come on, finances, when you do it God's way, it's win-win. Every aspect of our lives is win-win when we include God. So on Sunday, we talked about removing the spirit of the world off of everything that we have, that there's a spirit that God calls the spirit of mammon, that you cannot serve both God and mammon. And we talked about removing it from our lives, not just off of our finances, but removing it completely from our homes and everything we have. And I began to think once again about the spirit of mammon, the spirit of this world. And you know how else it can parade itself in our lives? Through pride and poverty. Through pride and poverty. What does poverty say? Poverty says, I don't have enough to give. Come on now. Let's just be honest. Poverty says, I don't have enough to give. Pride says, I have too much to give. Huh? Pride says, I've got too much. I can do it. It's all for me. I want it for myself. I've got so much, but guess what? I'm not going to give it. So either way, what happens? In other words, we close ourselves off from what God wants to do in our lives. I want to talk about it this way. Everyone take your hand, put it out and close your fist. Come on, like that. The closed hand. I want to talk about a closed hand for a second. Just keep it out there. Okay. You see what happens if we allow the spirit of this world that says, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it. It plays out in poverty or pride or different things. You know what happens is it says, I'm not going to give to God. So it's a hand that is clenched. Because how many knows that when you try to take something from a kid, what do they do? They grip it and they grab a hold of it. It's, and what do we say then? It's mine. Remember the first week? We're not saying it's my money anymore because it's all his. Okay. But notice what happens. There's nothing Satan wants more than you to clench your fist and not be willing to give. Why? Because notice what happens when you begin to give. Come on, open your hand. As I open my hand to give, guess what else happens? My hand is open now to what? To receive. Can you see that? You see, the spirit of this world wants to close our lives off from the blessing of God. But God says, as we give... Guess what? We'll receive. Why? Because we're positioned in the right manner, in the right way to receive. I want this church not only to be known as a church where there's so much love 
And thank God that we're a loving church. I, I, I really pray that you felt the love of God tonight. I pray that you felt the love of God just visiting us and you felt the love of people around you. I, I want our church to be known as a church of love. But you know what else I want our church to be known as? Come on, do this with me. An open hand church. I want our church to be a church that reaches out and gives so much. And as a result, God's going to bless us so much. And he's going to give to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I want a church that gives liberally. I want a church that gives generously. I want to be a part of that. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. I want people to be excited when they're coming to church on Sunday because they already were paid on Monday and their check's been waiting since Monday because they wrote that one out first because they're given to God their first portion and they're excited about coming to church because they can give and bring their offering to God. I want people who are generous and cheerful because I believe people who have an open hand to God are positioned to receive super naturally. Supernaturally. In other words, only God can do it. Because no one else can bless you supernaturally. Can anyone give to you something that's supernatural? No. Only someone who is supernatural can do that. And only God possesses the power to be able to bless your life. And God's not just able. God showed me this week. God said, I'm not just able, Philip. I'm more than able. Think about that. He's not just able. His ableness is enough. But God says, I'm more than able. Well, how, Philip, can this happen? I don't know, but a more than able God can take care of that if we're positioned right and we're given back and we're bringing back to God. Remember the first Sunday when we began this series, we talked about the thought of the difference between giving and bringing. That when we give something, if I was to give something to Misty right now, guess what? I know I've given. Because I've had to go to the store and buy her something or I've had to give her some money. I know I've given. After I've given to her, I know it because there's some loss that's going to happen to my life. Yeah, there's joy of her thanks and, and we get all that warm and fuzzy feeling. But how many knows after Christmas we've given out a whole lot of stuff to our kids and everything and our bank account lets us know that we've given when January comes around. Anyone know what I'm talking about? We know we've given. We're like, oh my God, how much did I give, man? We're eating, it's a good job we're fasting for the first 21 days of the new year because we've got no money to eat anyway. But you know, we know we've given when we give. But here's the thing that we want you to catch throughout this whole series. But when we bring to God the tithe, that which is already His, when we bring to God, listen to this, it's not a case that we know, but God knows that we have given. So when I give, I know I've given. But when I bring to God, God knows that I've given. And there's a big difference there because a God who knows is a God who bestows, he, he gives out to our lives. Look what it says in Malachi 3 verse 10 again. It says, God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Look back in the back. Can you see the bountiful blessings? Can you see the food that's in God's house? We're able, 70 families, I think we're going to be able to touch at least. We've got 70 families right now that we've got names for and it's ever growing. I think we took 22 calls for help today, just today. I mean, the need is great. I mean, it's incredible. We need food in the house so we can touch other people. And God says, put me to the test. Through bringing back, through giving your tithe, God says, you put me to the test. And, and the Lord says, and notice what he says, See if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. There will not be room enough to receive it. Come on, say with me, more than enough. 
That's what that means. God says, I'm a God of more than enough. Last scripture tonight, and then I'm going to hand it over and we're going to just talk together. Mum and Dad are going to just share a few thoughts with you tonight. But look what it says in Romans 11, verse 16. I want you to see this because I'm trying to show you every aspect when it comes to giving because I want you to know that we're not trying to manipulate you. We're not trying to trick you. This is throughout the entirety of God's word. Look what it says in Romans 11, verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy, what is the first fruit? The first fruit is our tithe, okay? So if the tithe is given, okay, if it is holy, that word holy means set apart. So if the tithe is given or brought or set apart to God, notice what happens. The Bible says that everything else that's left is what? is also holy. So, so if the first fruit is holy, then the lump, that which is left, is holy. And then it goes on to say, for then if the root is holy, then guess what? So are the branches. I want you to see the picture that God is showing us here. Our tithe is a seed. And as we sow a seed, guess what a seed does first? It grows down before it grows up. So as we give our tithe, the promise is that God's going to take care of the rest. Okay, but what begins to happen as we give our tithes, the roots begin to go down. So what? So that the stem can come up or that the stump and the tree can come up so that the branches can begin to grow. I want to tell you something. The fruit is not attached to the seed. The fruit is not attached to the root. The fruit is not attached to the stem, but the fruit is attached to what? The branches. So what do we see as we give our tithes, as we bring to God? God promises to take care of the less, but what happens in our lives? Our roots go down, that there will be stability in our lives, that even when tests and trials come, we're going to make it through because we're going to be anchored and we're going to be founded. And then what happens? God will begin to birth something inside of us. He'll begin to grow something inside of us that will be like a tree that will have branches. And guess what? We'll bring fruit. And John says, John 15 says, I want your fruit to remain. Come on, God wants to give us great fruit. And what a picture of fruitfulness that God wants to produce in our lives. God wants to bless your life. Come on, God wants to bless your life. So as we give to God, He takes care of the lump. The roots go down and the branches can come up so the fruit can be produced. And there can be great blessing in our lives. And I just encourage you with that tonight. Just really encourage you. I've asked mum and dad if they would come up and just share a couple of minutes each. I said for them five minutes each. And what I want them to do is just to share with you why they tithe. The joy of giving or testimony of giving in their lives and and just everything. And then we're going to open it up. And if you have got a testimony, just be thinking of it right now. We'd love to hear from you. Because we can hear from the pulpit and people say, oh, that's the pastor. God has to do that for him. God's no respecter of persons. And there's people all over this place that have a testimony of God given to them as they have given the first fruit. God's taken care of the lump. Come on, the roots have gone down and the branches have come up. So I'm going to ask my mum to come up first. So come on, mum. Come and bless us tonight. Come on, give it up for my mum. She is wonderful. I said to Philip, I don't know how you do it every time. I've been worried sick all day what I'm going to say. <laughs> anyway, um, it's just we want to give honor and glory to the Lord. That's the main thing, isn't it? Um, and as I was, he said to me, Aunt Philip said to me today, you know, about I was sharing a testimony. And I was just thinking, what can I share? And, you know, I can just really share how faithful the Lord has yeah. been yeah. to me in my life. I look back over my life. 
my parents, my grandfather, many don't know, but my granddad was an alcoholic. And my parents were the first ones that become Christians. And away there in Scotland. But, you know, my father was a very godly man. And he gave and he gave and he gave. He used to open his home, have people in his home. I was six children. I was the oldest of six children. But we were in church every service, like your family, in the front row, under the seat, sleeping, you know. But it's so wonderful. And I just thank the Lord for our wonderful parents. You know, it brought me up in the house of the Lord and also to give. My father gave and gave and gave. And he, well, he's still alive today. He's 89, but he's bedridden now. Um, but, you know, he still loves the Lord. He lives in Atlanta. And, um, but he's been a wonderful man. And I just thank the Lord for my parents, my mother. She's gone to be with the Lord. But, you know, they led me, they, they guided me through my life. And I just thank the Lord for that. I wasn't going to say that, but the Lord knows anyway. And um, it's so wonderful. And, um, you know, I, the Lord has always blessed me through my life as I've been faithful and loving and serving him and also giving my tithes and offerings to him. As a young girl, I give my life to God. And I laughed and I put in brackets many years ago now. And he has always been faithful and provided. You know, there's a scripture, isn't it? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And I can truly say the Lord has always been faithful. And I'm sure you can all say that here today, how the Lord is so faithful. And I just want to read a few verses. Proverbs 3, um, 5 to 9. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall make straight your paths. Isn't that so true? I know a lot of you can say that's my testimony too. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. And the verse I really just want to bring out today is verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. I want to give testimony that the Lord has been faithful to me. I am 65 years old. I don't take any tablets. I never have taken any tablets. I don't have any pains. I don't have any aches. I haven't um, had any bones broken. I haven't had any stitches all these 65 years. And I know that it's through the faithfulness of God and how he's been with me, you know, through my life. And I just want to give testimony to that, that um, it, 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 the Lord has been healing to my flesh and refreshment to be my bones. I have excellent health and I'm truly blessed. And then in verse 9 it says... Um, It will be healing to your flesh. Oh, sorry. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Not the last fruits, the first fruits. Honor the Lord with your, and the first fruits. As you honor God in your life, and I have proved it in my life, and that's what I can just say. Honor him, put him first, and you won't be disappointed. I'm a testimony to that tonight. As the honor God in your life with your fresh fruits and all the Lord has blessed you with, you, like me, can look back on life and say, truly, God has been good to me. 
I just want to encourage every one of you tonight, put God first, not second, put him first in your life, and you truly will be blessed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to re-echo what Anna said tonight and say that we serve a faithful God. I don't know about you, but God has been faithful to Anna and I. God has been faithful to our family. I don't know what's happening or what's happened in your family, but God has been faithful to our family. And sitting before me is some of the fruits of God's faithfulness. A precious wife, a precious family, precious grandchildren, a precious sister, a precious daughter, precious grandchildren Anna and I have in England, a wonderful family, all involved in the ministry, all involved in pastoral ministry. God is faithful. God is faithful. And you know, I want to continue to be faithful. And one of the ways that I continue, can continue to be faithful, and it's in my giving. You know, because, you know, as we've been worshiping and praising the Lord tonight, giving and tithing is an extension of that. Because what we did tonight when we were worshiping and praising the Lord, we were bringing honor and glory to his name. And you know, when we give, when we tithe, when we bring our offerings to the Lord, we are giving honor and praise and glory as we demonstrate it through our giving. And you, can you see tonight how, how the Lord must be so, so, uh, so blessed and, and glorified as we are obedient to our giving? Why do I tithe? Because it's an act of obedience. An act of obedience. And I've learned this, that when I'm obedient to the word of the Lord, good things happen. That's right. yeah. Blessings happen. Breakthroughs happen. Miracles happen. Healings happen. And I'm a testimony as well of God's wonderful healing. But you know, I want to be obedient. And the Bible says that we're to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And as I'm obedient, and as I and I have been obedient, and as you are obedient to bringing all the tithes into the storehouse, and you say, well, what is a storehouse? This is your storehouse. If you're a member of this church, this is your storehouse. This is your family. And you know, it's where you bring your tithes and your offerings unto the Lord. It's where you are being spiritually fed. And this is where you are being spiritually fed. And I'm so thankful for, for Pastor Philip's ministry, my son. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of his, his, the content of his ministry, the content of, of, of his messages. And, uh, and I'm, I draw from him as his father. And I'm so proud that, that we can feed and be fed through my son's ministry, and not just my son's ministry, but, you know, this church is made up of wonderful leaders. You know, we have wonderful leaders in our family, and you know, we are fed, you know, you know as we work together, we feed on each other because we encourage, we influence one another for God's glory. So, you know, I want to tithe because it's an act of obedience, and I thank God that I can tithe into a great storehouse. This is a great church. In fact, I believe this is the best church there is in America. Come on. I love this storehouse. I love this church. And I'm going to support this church through my giving, through my tithing. 
to the Lord. Hallelujah. And also why I tithe? It proves that God's word is true. You know, the Bible, God says, put me to the test. Prove me now. And you know, as we bring the tithe into the storehouse, we are proving that God's word is true and that God's word works. Because when we do it, he opens the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. And he opens the windows of heaven upon your family, upon every member of your family, upon all your interests, whatever you are involved in, whatever's going on in your world, God opens the windows of heaven to you and all that you are connected with. So I want to see, and I am seeing God's word proved to work in my life. God is a true God. What he says is true. If he says I will, then he will. Hallelujah. And I want to not only... I will, but he can bring all the blessings upon our lives. And why I tithe is I want to see the devourer rebuked in my life. Because, you know, as we, each one of us, have committed our lives to the Lord and as we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan has set you and I as a target for attack. And he will attack us. And one of the areas that he will attack us is in our finances. And uh, especially when we're in a church environment and the enemy will say, well, how can you afford to give, you know, all what's happening in your life and the circumstance that surrounds your life and your world? But, you know, as you give... God rebukes the lies of the enemy. He will rebuke the devourer. He will rebuke the attacks of the enemy. So that's why I tithe. Because I can't rebuke the enemy in my strength. The Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But as I look to the Lord and I connect with him in my giving, in my tithing, in my offerings, the, re- the devourer is rebuked. The enemy's set a, 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 a set. The, the enemy is set back for me in Jesus' name. And I believe the word of the Lord. And you know, you and I, we need help today, especially in this life that we're living in. And we're living in tough times and we're living in different times. That's why we need the help of the Lord. We need the strength of the Lord and we need the power of the Lord. If you want to prove it, be a giver, be a tither. Bring your offerings to the house, to the storehouse. And why I tithe? It's... Putting God first in my life when I tithe. In, in Deuteronomy 4 verse 23, it teaches us to put God first in all our giving, in all our, for, with all our first fruits. You know, if God has our finances, I want to tell you this, he has your heart. If God has your finances, he has your heart. But you know, if he doesn't have your finances, he doesn't have your heart as, as being first place in his life. Why I, why I tithe? Why do I tithe? It's because when I tithe, it proves my love for him. Right. Matthew 6 verse 7 says this, that, that Jesus said that giving tests our sincerity of love, our love. That we have the Lord. Not only our love for the Lord, but the, our love for the Lord of the house. 
And you know, Jesus, he's building his church. This is his church. This is not the Pimlot's church. This is not anybody else's church. This is the Lord's church. He's building his church. And we show our love for the Lord when we give to his church. Praise God. And you know, as we give, we demonstrate our love for him. Why I give is because I cannot outgive God. I cannot outgive God. You cannot, and you never will outgive God. But the Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And when we sow into the house, when we sow into the good, fertile soil of this house, we're going to see a harvest brought forth. Not only in the house, but we're going to see it a harvest in our own lives. Now, I want to just remind you prophetically that this is a season of harvest. A season of harvest. So we shall reap a hundredfold increase. And I'm looking for that continued hundredfold increase. Can I hear an amen? And you know, I've read this chapter so many times and I close with this. Verse 12, and it says this out of Malachi 3, verse 12. All nations will call me blessed. When you give your tithes, your offerings, as you're obedient in your giving, the blessing of the Lord not only will be in your life, but it will be upon your life. Men, when it speaks about nations, it speaks about men. It speaks about people who are in your world every day. They shall see the blessing of the Lord upon your life. And you know, it also goes on to say this. You shall be a delightful land. Do you know, I delight more people in my life and around my life. And I'm a, uh, and, uh, I'm a great delight to people when I'm blessed. When I'm miserable, when I'm not blessed, I can't be a delight to those that are around me. But when we're giving and when we're tithing and when we're bringing, as, we're, as we give our offerings to the Lord, you know, God opens the storehouse of heaven and he pours out blessings upon our lives that we will not have a room enough to contain it. And, you know, I want, people to, I want you to see that I'm blessed. I want the world to see that I'm blessed because when they see that you and I are blessed, they're going to come and ask why you're blessed. Why are you different? Why do you talk different? Why do you act different? Why are you different? It's because of the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Amen. 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 God first. God first. Come on, who's got a test me they want to go with? And let's keep them short and sweet so we can pack them in tonight. Who wants to be the first person who's got a test me of giving? Come on. Who's going to go first? Anyone? Come on, right over here, Mike. Be ready. Who's next? Get ready. When I first came to know the Lord, tithing and giving isn't a natural thing. And that's one of the things I like about bringing, because bringing seems more natural. But at one point in my life, I was, I was tithing. And I was giving my 10%. I was giving it faithfully, but I was giving it not only to the church, but I was spreading it out. One thing that we have to remember is tithing or offerings, okay, are two different things. We tithe our 10%. So I was going through the motions of giving to uh, uh, Compassion Children and giving to other ministries and giving what was left over to my church. And I kept saying, Lord, I'm tithing. I'm getting by. And he says, you're right. That's what you're doing. You're getting by. Now, give your 10% and then make your offerings. 
And I'll tell you what, it turned my life around. And that's just something I wanted to share, that tithes and offerings are two different things, not just one envelope. Cool. Come on. Anyone else got a great testimony? Isn't that good? Anyone else? Come on, Miss D. Mama D. Arnold and I have always believed in tithing. But one year we decided, as the Bible says, put him to the test. So at the end of the year, we began to write down things where we saw where God had made a change because, and we attributed to the tithing for that particular year and, and a lot of subsequent years. All our doctor's expenses were extremely low. The kids stayed healthy. We prayed, you know, God put a hedge of protection around our kids. Some car accidents they were had. The cars came out fair. The kids were not hurt. I mean, there were just peace in the house and just total praise that we give to God for rebuking the devourer, rebuking the devourer, keeping his hands from out our home, keeping his hands away from things that we did. I mean, somehow our house note got reduced that year. We end up paying off our car, and we sit down at the end of the year and made a list. This is what's happened from January to December. And we could see little things that we thought were unimportant where God had provided and made a way. So when we say, why do I tithe or I can't afford to tithe, we can't afford not to. Come on, come on. Good, good, good. Anyone else? April, share with what you said in my office the other day. Remember about you giving and you didn't have enough money or whatever? I can't remember all the stories because it's your story. Can you share that quick? Turned around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Me and Chad, I got laid off in April, and so it was really tough. And it was like we stopped stopped giving for, I guess, a month or two. And um, God started laying on my heart to give a little more. And so I finally started, it was like $10 here and there, but it was more than what I thought I could. And that day I had a $10 bill in my wallet and I was like, okay, God, here you go. And, um, I put that in the offering, uh, bucket and a girl turned around and gave me an envelope and she wrote me a little letter in it and it was a hundred dollar check. She didn't know what was going on. And she wrote in the letter that God put us on her heart. And then to bless us or we, you know, I could spend it on myself or something. But it was like, you know, God put it on my heart to do the $10. And when I did, he turned that into $100. And so that was just amazing. But recently, I wasn't going to talk. You're but fine. Recently, um, it's just been kind of tough. And so God, God we not might not be rich financially, but our marriage is amazingly better. And um, he's just growing like he's like I, I finally three weeks I didn't get my unemployment and God gave it all to me at one time and I told him he said you better tithe and he said this much and it was uh, he said above and beyond well then I got paid today I got paid another week and then God put it on my heart to put a lot more and it was just like what and it's like we have some left over Come you on. know and it was like we were struggling and I had to give up. I gave up my car for this other girl, and Rena gave us their truck and donated that to our family. And it's just been just, you know, I'm, I'm blessed in my marriage, and my marriage is stronger than it's ever been. And I know he can say the same thing. So, and But that is because of this church, too. And so I'm thankful for this church, and so we will be, a t- we will be tithers. Come on. Fantastic, fantastic. It's because of God. Come on, good, good, good. Anyone else? Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that encouraging to hear stuff? Anyone else got a great testimony? 
have just given to God. Anyone? Miss Lisa? If you've got any questions too, you can text them quickly and we'll see if we can get to some questions. Well, too. every month I have to take care of three families. Not knowing my own family was getting in the buy because my daughter never talked. So every month I take care of three families. So then I passed the he came today and blessed us. So as he was leaving, I was telling him about the family across the hall. So we was able to turn around and bless them. So there'll be the church Sunday. I thank awesome. God. Awesome. And it wasn't always like that because when we used to go to church, my mom always had us in church. And I don't work, but it always seems some way God make a way for me to pay some of my tithes, if not all of it. But I keep praying that. It coming more and more, but we steady getting blessed every day, and I thank God for that. I thank God for this church. Y'all have been a blessing to us. Y'all have brought our family closer together, and I thank God. All my brothers, they wasn't in church, but they coming. Come on. And I thank God for y'all. Awesome, awesome. fantastic. Rena, Rena, are you able to share? Can you share that about about getting your house and that? Oh, I talked about it. Do you mind sharing that? This is awesome, powerful, powerful. <laughs> Sorry for putting Sorry, this. I'm emotional tonight. It's okay. Um, the day that um, the, the church had a big um, offering for us back in July, for because um, after I had lost Eric, they put together benefit April, put together benefit, and um, there I was going to get the check that day. It was Sunday morning, and I had put. Um, I had $10 cash in my wallet, and I put it in an envelope, and I um, was getting ready to um, to give it. And um, someone from the church came, and, and they, they prayed with me, and then they left, and they came back and gave me, um, just handed me some money and said, God told me to give this to you. I know you're getting something in a little bit, but God told me to give this to you. And I... Um, I looked and it was a hundred dollars, and I thought about it, and I thought, "Okay, God, what do I what do I do with this?" And I was thinking, and I I felt like God said, "Well, why don't you give it?" He didn't he didn't like demand it. He just, just kind of suggested, "Well, why don't you give it?" And I first thought was, "Well, is she going to be offended that I just like took what she gave me and put it?" And then I was like, "Well, she'll never know." So <laughs> so I, I uh, took. I took the envelope and I, I just got a new envelope and I put in the hundred and I put in the ten and just gave that and um, that afternoon I went to sign the lease on the house that we finally moved in. We had been looking for a house all summer long and it was getting close to the beginning of school. We had to find something quick and so um, I went and I signed the lease and paid the deposit and I was thinking, okay, we're going to move in th- later this week so I'll have to pay the first month's rent and he said, well... Um, you'll just pay the first rent on September the 1st. And the amount of the rent was 1100 So it was 10, 10 times what I had just put in the offering God had blessed us with. So, Isn't that awesome? awesome? That the landlord said to her, no, the rent's not due today. The rent's due in another month's time. $1,100, and she just put 110 now, in Now, um, after that happened, I had just got that 5000 I thought, well, maybe I should try to see if this will turn into fifty, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I just tied ten percent on that, but you know. But anyway. <laughs> Come on, but God has blessed Rena since since she's lost her husband. What she was talking about. Some of you may or may not know that Rena lost her husband suddenly. Eric, um, thirty nine years of age, and she's widowed now with five children. 
And um, it was just a big ordeal. And in the process of all that, they were put out of their home. And so we had a funeral on Wednesday and they had to be out of their home Friday. I mean, talk about bad timing on everything like that. And it was just horrific. But God provided and God's met the need. And, and with that money that we were able to give as a church and different ones, we were able to raise over 5000 for Rena and her family. And God has blessed her. And since then, God's given her a job. And God's blessed her and her family. And, and just God's continuing to do that. Don't tell me that it doesn't work. Come on, don't tell me it doesn't work. Who else? Who else have we got? Come on, Aminga. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, just this week alone, um, we, we're new at the church. And at the beginning of the month, we, um, you know, we have six kids. So you know how it comes down with everybody new shoes at the same time. You pay your tithe, your rent, you pay all your bills, and everybody needed shoes, and everybody needed clothes, and, you know, coats and all that stuff. And it came to, we was like, at um, running low on money, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? I did my bags and, and everything, and still was faithful and, faith, and faithful. And it started with um, Veterans Day when you called up all the veterans. No one knew there was going to be $25 in the envelope. Both of us being veterans, having no money, that was $50 right in our pockets. Come on. Didn't expect it, didn't have gas money, needed it. Well, I turned around and turned mine back into the church. And I was like, you know what? Um, then all of a sudden, yesterday, he, um, in the mail, $35 just in a, some advertisement just of cash. You know, so God is so faithful, yeah. you know, and you just, I just stand on God's word. He Come said on. he would never leave me nor forsake me. He said that he is my provider. And, you know, I'm not a worrier by any means. <laughs> I don't stress anything. I was a single mom for a long time. And even when I worked two jobs and was in college, I, even when I was on welfare for a short time, I paid my tithes Come on. faithfully. Come on. That was the first thing I did before I did anything else. And I stand on that since I was 16. I don't waver from that. When I don't pay my tithes of my husband, if we even question it, my heart breaks. I'm Come not c- comfortable. I'm not confident. I feel like that I don't have anything enough that I can give to God but my worship Come and th- my Come tithes and on. offering. That's all. Awesome. That's all. My, my offering awesome. is free. That's the only thing that nobody can take from me. Come on. No Come matter on. what goes on in my home. Okay, what craziness we may have, arguments, whatever. When I walk in this church, I don't care what church I'm in. Worship is me and Him. Come on. My Come money, on. that's His. Come on. He'll take care of the rest. Come on. Trust, stand on God's word. He'll never lie. He never lies. Come on. Man lies. Yeah. You lie. I lie. That's right. God never lies. Come on. Put me to the test. Put me to the test. Preach. Come on. I just wanted to say, um, probably a little over a year ago, I had uh, some life situations that changed some things. And... Uh, my home is a two-person income home, and I'm one person. (laughs) Um, So I I was stressing on how I was going to keep my home and manage my life, and um, I I was scared. I'll be honest, I was scared. Um, But thankfully, you know, God has come through for me and my daughter um, in this last year, and, you know, I pray that my dad gets into church, but God bless my dad with a good enough job to be able to help me financially so that I wouldn't have to worry about losing my home. And that was just one less thing that I needed to um, be stressed out about. And, and that's pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on, Sherry. Come on. Hold on. All right. Two of you for one. Go on, Sheena. You go first, Sheena. 
Well, we've heard that um, you need to tithe, but I think the real thing that I was um, learning today was you have to trust God. I mean, if you make this really, you know, good amount of money, then you trust yourself. And there's a difference between trusting yourself and trusting God. And like this morning, um, I was talking to somebody, and they was telling me, oh, God will provide this, God will provide this. And I'm thinking, no, I don't see how God is going to provide this. I really don't. I'm being really honest. And she was telling me, yep. God is going to provide this. And when I saw Mr. Dan today, I'm not giving, uh, I'm not trying to give you the glory, but God just used you. And what she was saying, that trust God. Mr. Dan made, well, um, God did supply me a way for the $260. Now, $260, that's a huge amount if you don't have $260. I mean, that could be $2,000, $2 million if you don't have it. And this afternoon, it really surprised me that, yeah, God, if I trust you, Come on. Isn't that you cool? will do it. Come on. Isn't that cool, Sheena? Isn't that awesome? And can I share this? Do you mind if I share this? The first message I speak, started speaking on time, Sheena left. She took off. And she came and saw me afterwards. She ended up coming back. God convicted her and she came back. But she looked at me and she said, Pastor, this is not what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to hear this. And I'm telling you, I left. But then something brought me back. And I was able to help her and, and just encourage her. But what I'm saying is with her coming back, with her opening up to me, I was able to get her in touch with Mr. Dan, who's been able to help her. And then today, God was able to bless her with that $260. And it's just the beginning of what God's going to do because God works with faithfulness. As you remain faithful. Sherry, come on, come on, come on. Isn't that awesome? I have been blessed numerous times by this church. One in particular that I would like to share with everybody is, well, first of all, I have been in the office with Philip having a conversation about tithing and, you know, how it should be and, and you know, just a kind of divided household and stuff like that. And I'm so grateful and thankful that we have somebody who, you know, preaches God's word and tells us the truth and all of those things because the genuine love and success that he wants to see for you and your family and and just God's blessings everywhere, he's able to tell us that truth. But one time in particular, I mean, we've struggled on and off constantly, but I have uh, a rental property that I always called the money pit, and now I call it the rat hole. <laughs> but uh, we were really struggling, and and my husband at the time was trying to do all this stuff by himself, and he is not a person who asks for help. He will go help everybody, but in order to ask that, very, very stubborn and difficult. Um, 
I am not, on the other hand. I will ask for help if I need help, for the most part. And one way that I was blessed by this church is we had a huge project, and it, it was becoming a mess, and it was becoming way more than what we could do. And it just so happened that DJ had started a ministry. Is that still in effect? Not right now. It's going okay. to be there. Well, this ministry had started, and we were blessed to be the first family to be able to be helped by this. And there were a bunch of people from the church that DJ headed up and teamed up with with Richard, and they went in and they helped us make this place livable. Painting, putting walls back together, floors together, because this was just becoming um, a drain instead of you know bringing income and stuff in. So that's just one thing. What I want to say, you know, on a final episode is I, I stepped out of the church and I've come back in. And that first month, the series that they were doing was expectancy. And um, I can't even put into words how much that blessed and touched me from people that I knew from being involved in this church years to people that I didn't know. Rena, I remember one time you prayed over me and I can't even express to you how much that meant for that time frame for what had happened. All I can tell you is plugging back into here, I have no agenda. I'm not trying to save anything. I'm not trying to do anything. My agenda is clear. And it's so amazing because now it's like a clean palate and saying, God, what can you do? And even with tithing, I have no choice but to give it to him because I know by stepping out for that time frame that I sure as heck can't do it without him. And with having no agenda and the love and everything that I have here, my family, my God, my everything, it, is, it can be amazing. I have no idea what's in hold for the future, but I know that there is going to be blessing, blessings, and blessings, awesome. and I'm so grateful awesome. for that. Awesome. The ministry that Sherry's talking about is Project Outreach. We had a ministry here at the church, and we're looking to get that back up and running in the new year. DJ headed that up for well over a year, did a phenomenal job, and, and it was just great just to go out and touch people and just do projects and just little things. They painted houses, they built handicapped ramps, handicapped ramps and everything, mailboxes, everything. Any other testimonies? We got any more? Molly, you got one? You had one? Oh, I thought yeah. Pete was standing. Well, I have a billion, but I'll just try to keep it short to just give okay. one. I'm going to keep it short. I'll keep it short. You got one minute because we're oh, already never, over. Just never mind. Just, okay. No, I was just going to say I've got a bunch, but because God just keeps doing it over and over and over. And we are tithers. And that is something that it's not, it's just not in question like others have said. And I know sometimes we look like she just said that, you know, I didn't, I don't see how God is going to do this. But that's kind of the whole thing is like, we can't see how God, but he just keeps doing it. I'm just going to give one short one. Um, a few months ago, a young lady at this church uh, needed help, and so God moved us to help. Um, we spent a little more than we had budgeted, and but we just felt led to do it. And then the following Sunday, DJ, his name keeps coming up, right? DJ and Katie, they gave us a check, and it was for the amount of the difference that we had went over. So that was God providing, you know. So that was all. Just, that's it. I won't give any more. One last thing I wanted to say is that parents, when you're tithing, don't be afraid to tell your kids what you're doing. That way you teach your kids as they watch you, as they observe you tithing, they know what to do when they're grown. 
And the time's going to come when they're grown and gone and they're going to need to know the first thing I need to do is pay my tithes and you're not going to be around. So you need to teach your kids now how to tithe and they learn as they see you tithing. They observe, they watch, and you teach them. When you get $2 for birthday, 20 cents, you got to put in church. Teach your kids. Come on, come on. Fantastic. As you know, a lot of times pastor will send people to me for financial counseling, etc. But when I work with people, the first thing I tell them, you have to tithe. You know, if you want me to help you, and the church will help you, you got to tithe. That is the principle that we live by, and whenever people tithe, invariably every person that I have dealt with over the last years that have started to tithe have been blessed. When they start giving, they start receiving. And God has just blessed them, and he has blessed me to be able to do that. And I just thank you, Philip. Every one of us, I'm sure, have got hundreds of testimonies. I could talk, I could talk all night about what God has done in our lives, and God has met every one of our needs. Trey, you got something? Come on. But, you know, all I can say is this. To sum it all up, God's been faithful. As I've been obedient, when I didn't know what to do, when I stepped out of a job, I worked for Jimmy Swaggett for six years. I was his youth minister. When I stepped out of a full-time position and a nice income, two cars, a home, with nothing, I was like, how God? God provided every time. Wasn't late on a bill, never missed a bill. God provided every time. And God put super to my natural. I went out there and worked and hustled and did whatever I could do to provide. And what I could bring in wasn't enough, but God brought in the rest. And God worked with my natural and he put on the super and it became a supernatural thing. And now I can look back and say it was only God that brought me through that. God was faithful. Trey? Just really briefly, Megan and I were just on a trip to Tennessee um, spending some time with some great friends of ours who pastor a church there, and Megan just was able to go in and really train them on announcements, media, graphics, and um, they just blessed us <laughs> financially, just completely unexpected, nothing, no crazy amount. Um, but you know, one of the, to me, the best blessings is when God blesses you before a storm, or God blesses you before a situation. And when we got back, we got back that Friday, that Saturday night, Megan was getting ready to go out to eat, uh, to pick something up to eat, and the escape wouldn't start. The battery was dead. And so then I go to jump off the escape with the Corolla. Well, guess what? That battery's dead. And so I've never been more excited to buy two batteries in my entire life. <laughs> and it would have been so easy to, to be frustrated, man. Man, God, you just blessed us, and now i got to spend it on supplies. But you know what? I took a different perspective. I'm like, God, if it wasn't for this... We'd be carless right now. Some of the best blessings are when God's going to take you into a situation or a problem and that you, in return, have the source and have the answer. Amen. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday. Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about stewardship. Talking about that when God does bless us, it's not just for us to waste, but to be good stewards with that and taking care of and maintaining. And we're going to be talking about one of the best things that we can do in stewardship is to get out of debt. 
and, and just talking through some things about that. So it's just going to be a great day on Sunday as we, as we end this season and look into having a great Thanksgiving week. And then we're going to be going into the next month talking the classical Christmas. We're just going to be talking about Christmas and just stripping back Christmas and, and just seeing it all. And it's just going to be great. And we're excited about that. Let's stand to our feet as we get ready to close. I don't think we had any questions tonight. Um, if we did, it's too late anyway. But... Um, just appreciate you all for coming. And if you've got any questions about anything like this, and, and, and let, me, let me remind you of it, this. If you need just a friend, if you need someone to talk to, if you know you're going to be in hospital, that you need visitation, if you have a family member that's in hospital or at her home and needs visitation, listen, we've got a great pastoral care team here at this church. My mum and dad had that up and they would love to be able to meet with you, talk with you, pray with you. If you can't come in in person, then you can do it on phone. So please remember that Tuesday through Friday, we're here in the office and we're available to help them. Just drop in and someone's going to be here to be able to pray with you and just to talk with you and help you. But just know that you're not alone in anything that you're facing and everything that you talk, it's confidential. It's not going to be lambasted. It's not going to be thrown out there for everyone. And, and it's just a great opportunity for us just to minister. So please, if there's any needs that you have like that, um, we, we can't help if we don't know the needs. And, and just let us help you and, and to walk with you through things and, and just to help you through that. Amen. Let's pray together. And maybe tonight you're here and, and you've never given your life to Christ. We talked about the tithe, giving God first financially. But the greatest thing we can do is giving God our whole lives. Come on, giving him our heart and saying, God, I surrender everything spiritually over to God. Is there anyone here tonight that you've maybe never given your life to God or tonight you just know you need to give your life to God, that you need to make it right with God? Is there anyone here tonight that we could just pray with you? Is there anyone? Just lift up that hand. We're not trying to embarrass anyone tonight, but we just would love to pray with you tonight and just believe for God just to touch your life. Is there anyone tonight who just want to pray with you? Precious Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight so much for this service, God. I just thank you for Gordon and Abraham today that have lifted up their hand to say, God, just touch their lives. And God, I just pray, God, as they make that commitment, God, that you would just touch Gordon and Abraham tonight, God, that they would know that, God, they're saved, that they would know that you've forgiven them. And God, just everyone in this house today, God, we just pray your blessing upon us. God, we pray that you would continue to help us as we walk in obedience. God, I pray, God, that you would just keep speaking to each one of our hearts, that, God, we would not steal from you, that we would not rob you from the ability that you have to speak into our lives and to bless our lives supernaturally. And God, even though it may not figure up on a calculator, God, you don't use a calculator in heaven. And God, I just thank you for that, God. Even though mathematically we can't figure it out, God, you don't do it mathematically. You do it pressed down, shaken together and running over. God, you do it in your own way, in your own how. God, you're just God and you can do it anyway. And God, we just thank you, God, that you work with our natural and you put the super to it. And God, we pray this week that our natural would be super added to it, God, and it would become supernatural that every one of us, God, would have such a test me. God, I know some people living here tonight say, man, I wish I had a test me. God, you're going to give people testimonies of your goodness and your mercy and your provision. Be with us. Bless us, God, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. 
We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp.hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.